My name is Abby Ayafola. I'm a member of the class of 2022 at Boston College, and this is my leadership philosophy. Being a leader isn't easy. It takes work, time, and effort to develop the skills, attitudes, and values necessary to lead. Leadership is a lifelong journey in which the goal often isn't as clear as a light at the end of the tunnel, but is nevertheless the guiding force of one's life. Many are called to serve others, but few are chosen, and leaders are those who answer this call and adopt it as their true vocation. Leaders are servants who dedicate themselves to this journey, welcoming the hardships with the fortunes, the struggles with the blessings. This demands an open mind and an open heart, available for growth, love, and change. Throughout my own leadership development over the past few years, but especially since coming to Boston College, I've come to treasure caritas, love for all. A leader must leave their judgments behind, abandon their grudges, and embody this genuine love of humankind. For me, this is translated into empathy. As a leader, it is essential to be able to understand and share the feelings of others, for in order to lead others, you must first strive to know them. A leader must be there to support and guide everyone they meet and bring a genuine care and commitment to every life they enter. One cannot just be a leader for some, but must be a leader for all, truly embracing caritas and this love for all humankind. I believe that a single voice can make a multitude of difference. We often underestimate our own power to make an impact in this world and in the lives of others, but we are much more capable than we think in our ability to use our voice to make change. The words and actions of a leader can touch the lives of many, visibly making grand positive changes that are celebrated and revered. The words and actions of a leader can also touch the lives of few, even just a single individual, unknowingly leaving behind a lasting impression in a life that may forever go unspoken. But this is a difference nonetheless. Everyone is a single voice with great potentiality, but leaders are those who use their voice to foster good in themselves, in others, and in the world. Leaders make this difference, not with the goal of fame and legacy, but with the aim of making positive social change that shapes the future. To be a leader is to be a servant and a steward, to take care of others, to listen, to heal. This requires selflessness and devotion, as well as great strength. A leader not only commits themselves to their journey towards development, but to each individual they serve, and with this comes accountability. A leader will endure all it takes to put the needs of others first and to commit to their growth. The responsibility of a leader cannot simply be relinquished and forgotten, for when someone is a leader, they make a tacit promise to stay present and engaged for others indefinitely. People are leaders for a lifetime, not just for a moment. Leadership is accompaniment. Leadership is walking with others in friendship and solidarity. As Paul Farmer said, as to accompany someone is to go somewhere with him or her, to break bread together, to be present on a journey with a beginning and an end. There's an element of mystery, of openness, of trust in accompaniment. The companion, the accompanitor says, I'll go with you and support you on your journey wherever it leads. I'll share your fate with you for a while. And by a while, I don't mean a little while. Accompaniment is about sticking with a task until it's deemed completed not by the accompanator, but by the person being accompanied. This is what it means to be a leader, to listen to and hear others, to walk alongside them, never ahead or above. Leaders do not parachute into situations where they are not needed or wanted. 
Leaders are not saviors, aiming to help and fix others. Leaders are not self-proclaimed, but are invited, encouraged, and well-deserved. Leaders accompany others and meet them where they are, not where someone thinks they should be. Being a leader means knowing when to lean in and lean out, when to truly take the lead and when to release the reins. Leaders must also be followers and allow for those they are guiding to learn how to lead themselves. This may be the hardest part of leadership, for giving someone the answer they want is far easier than letting them get there alone. But if a leader is constantly the one talking, thinking, and leading, there will be no growth. There will not be another generation of leaders after us if we do not open up this space for them. I have grown into the leader I am today because someone took a chance on me. Someone took a step back to let me take a step forward. They let me try, fail, make mistakes, and succeed in order to grow into my own potentiality and discover what leadership means to me. Leaders need to struggle and fail. Leaders are not perfect, no matter how much it may seem like they are to each of us who has ever known an amazing leader. Leaders make mistakes. We take wrong turns, but we always strive to grow from each moment. Leadership development is endless, and there is always room for progress. Being a leader is a sacrifice. It's a give and take. But being a leader is worth every second of time and effort, every person you meet, every life that you shape. So, Abby, you mentioned that you have come to treasure the concept of caritas, which is love for all. Um, and as humans, we all come with a set of identities and experiences that make it easier to understand and connect with some people, I think, compared to others. Can you share a little bit about how you can sort of set aside judgments to be able to love and care about others, even when they have a different or even conflicting ideas and identities from your own? Absolutely. I think this is something that is difficult for all leaders and pretty much everyone in our world today. I found it extremely helpful to reframe my own mindset when the connection may not be as easy or as natural as it is with other people. So rather than looking at it as a conflict with my own ideas and identities, I like to face it as a way to learn something new. I firmly believe that we don't have to have all the answers or can truly know exactly what we believe in value. So in this light, it becomes a lot easier to learn and connect with individuals through, through this process of learning. It's all about being open-minded, which certainly is a lot easier said than done, but it's a skill and a mindset that leaders can cultivate over time. One form of leadership you identified in your piece is leadership as accompaniment. In this light, leadership is supportive, caring, and not intrusive. There are times, I think, however, when leadership is called to challenge those we care about, right? And, and this can be an uncomfortable experience for some. So I wanna ask as a leader, how do you recognize the need to step up and challenge others? And how do you navigate that discomfort with love and care and, and turn that challenge into sort of a positive opportunity for those you lead? Yes, absolutely. Calling on those we lead to step up and challenge themselves certainly can be difficult. And for people like me who don't particularly enjoy confrontation, it can be a little bit uncomfortable. But I think this is something that also needs a little bit of reframing for both the leader and others. Feedback is love, without a doubt. Challenging others is a demonstration of how much you care about and support them because it's evidence of your own investment in their personal development. Leaders can't coddle those they lead, 
or else there wouldn't be any growth. So although the first time this challenge may be positive can be unsettling, it is imperative to remember that feedback and criticism are not bad things, but rather vehicles for arriving at that positive growth and development. Many of the definitions of leadership involve long-term commitment, a commitment to care for and accompany others, um, a commitment to lifelong learning, and a commitment to impact change. I think for many leaders, it's, it's easy to get lost in the nitty-gritty of everyday life and forget about that broader picture. Uh, can you share with us how we can kind of hold on to that broader purpose of lifelong leadership and, and how we can consistently practice it throughout our lives? I think this broader picture of leadership truly shines through the connections and relationships you establish with those you are leading. It's through the people with whom you engage that you can leave a legacy and follow through with that commitment. I completely agree that getting lost in the little things is so easy, and it's something that I've certainly done myself. But in these moments, it's important to realize that the thing you're focusing on and worrying so much about will likely go unnoticed by the rest. Leadership is not about perfection and the small tedious tasks, but about the impact you can make on the lives of others. This is what I try to remind myself to consistently practice lifelong leadership. All it may take is a conversation with someone in which you listen intently and show your support. This is much more meaningful than the nitty gritty of everyday life and will contribute greatly to that larger purpose of lifelong leadership. And I think while being a leader means being a servant to support and develop others, you know, we can't always give without also being cared for. Um, so I have to ask, you know, Abby, how do you practice self-care in the midst of challenges and what sort of fills your bucket at the end of the day? You bring up an essential point because as much as leadership is servitude and sacrifice, you can't be an effective leader if you can't give yourself that same love. And this is certainly something that I've struggled with in my own leadership because I'm someone who loves to give all that I can to the people that I care about. But with that being said, I have consciously tried to use reflection as a way to practice self-care. I like to reflect on the moments I've experienced in my leadership, specifically the things that have brought me joy. At the end of the day, the people I surround myself with fill my bucket. I'm very extroverted, so although some time alone for traditional self-care can be nice here and there, I really gain my joy and purpose from the people around me, especially my leadership team. I have found it essential to spend time with them in a context outside of our typical leadership-focused interactions to just enjoy each other's company and grow in friendship. When I look at my bucket when it's completely filled, it typically has gotten that way because of the intentional time I spend with others who make me feel loved. Well, Abby, you know, thank you so much um, for those wonderful insights and, and bringing your vulnerability with us today. I think um, there's a lot to learn from your piece and there's a lot to learn with what you shared with us. Now, we like to end our podcast uh, with something on a little bit of a lighter note. So I'm going to ask, uh, you know, some might see as a hard-hitting question. If you could be any muffin at the rat, what muffin would you be? You know, Bjorn, this, this is a tough question. There are so many good options, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with the cinnamon muffin because not only are they my favorite, but they're kind of a hidden gem. They, they're not there every day, so it's kind of rare when you find one. But when you do, it's always extremely reliable and will just fill your day with so much joy. 
Wow. That, and, and you know what? When one comes out fresh too, I mean, you just hit gold. Like that's, that's the best. There's nothing um, better. Nothing better. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Abby. It was great hearing from you and, and we were glad to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor and I'm really happy to have been able to record this for you.